while you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News on the Go. With Wednesday's 830 on the Go, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include the end of the road for a cougar on the loose in the Twin Cities, expect to get taxed on those state rebate checks you got, and a big day for Twins fans. But we begin with reaction to another budget surplus in the state. WCCO's Laura Oaks has details. Budget officials and legislative leaders are discussing the latest state budget surplus that stands at an estimated $2.4 billion dollars up over $800 million from the end of the legislative session. But Commissioner of Minnesota Management and Budget Aaron Campbell warns of a looming imbalance that could produce a budget deficit in the next biennium. However, state spending is also projected to be higher, driven largely by increased expenses related to health and human services and education, such as disability waivers, and increases in the number of pupils in Minnesota schools. Minnesota Democratic Governor Tim Walz says state government needs to stay the course but take a measured approach to spending moving forward following today's updated state budget forecast. Walls says it's all part of the budgeting process. The good news in Minnesota is this is a decision that will be made in the 25 budget year because this biennium is set, it's coming in with a surplus, it's going, but we can see over the horizon the flashing yellow a little bit to take a look at that, we'll have the opportunity to to make that. So I'm just, I think people should temper um, where they're going. They should temper where they're at. Republicans calling Democrats reckless as these latest budget numbers come out showing a surplus, but then looking out the next two years, it shows what budget officials called a structural imbalance. Republican Representative Kristen Robbins. Minnesotans cannot afford more taxes. They cannot afford to grow government anymore. We need to have a very serious look at the ongoing spending that was created this last session and really set priorities. Everything cannot be the priority. Now the next budget forecast is expected out in February. Governor Wall says they plan to stay the course but will be measured going forward. In St. Paul, Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. A boy is in custody for allegedly making threats that resulted in Bemidji area schools closing today. Bemidji police say they were contacted Tuesday evening via text and 911 messages containing threats to specific district school and staff members. When investigators initially couldn't find the source of the messages, BPD advised that district schools be closed Wednesday. After further searching, the cell phone number was traced to a Bemidji boy late Tuesday night, who was then arrested on suspicion of making terroristic threats. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension in Beltrami County Sheriff's Office are actively investigating the incident. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. That cougar that's been roaming in around parts of Minneapolis was hit and killed overnight on 394 and Highway 100. WCCO Susie Jones talked with the man who accidentally ran into the big cat. Nathan Kmetz is pretty sore after hitting the cougar with his SUV on his way to work at 3 in the morning. Um, I got a lot of pain in my chest from the airbag coming off. He says he hadn't even heard about the cougar and actually thought he hit a tire in the middle of the road, at which point... vehicle went into kind of a tailspin and went into the medium, so it did most of the damage. After hitting the cat, he got out of his car and started recording and posted a video on Facebook showing his SUV with serious front-end damage, and you can also see the cougar dead along the highway, which is kind of heartbreaking. 
It was pretty scary. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. 24-year-old Khalil Azad's family wants more details on his death after prosecutors say there is no evidence of wrongdoing by police. Hennepin County announced Monday that the office found no evidence of inappropriate behavior by law enforcement after Azad was found dead following a traffic stop with Robbinsdale Police in March of 2022. Azad's mother expressing her concerns to the public about how the investigation was handled. We have no confidence in their decision to not pursue this case. In addition to the lack of timeline, not all agencies involved were listed in their actions. The lack of professionalism and details in the report should concern all of you. In a statement, the BCA says they will make the case file available to the family as quickly as possible. St. Paul's budget gets voted on today and some residents and business owners aren't happy with what it means for property taxes. Phil Krinke owns the Snelling Company in St. Paul and told city council members during a truth and taxation hearing that his business is facing a 22% increase in property taxes. And that combined with the recently approved 1% sales tax, it's no longer possible to keep his business where it's been for decades. Bottom line, I want to congratulate you that uh, we will move out of the city of St. Paul. After 90 years uh, as a St. Paul business, 60 years located in the same building and uh, you and the rest of your uh, uh, colleagues, Ramsey County School Board and like, will force us out of the city of St. Paul. St. Paul's $820 million city budget includes a proposed property tax levy increase of up to 3.7%. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Hennepin County is doubling down its efforts to end homelessness and get help to people during these cold winter months. As temperatures drop and shelter availability is harder to come by, those living in the streets face extreme hardships. County planning analyst Aaron Wixton says their streets to housing team has adopted a new approach to their outreach. Kind of moving away from managing homelessness, like handing out survival gear, socks and sandwiches, to sort of really being this triage, person-centered, trauma-informed approach to identifying why are you out here and what do you need to support your exit strategy out of homelessness. The homeless population is up 24% from 2022, and as the county continues to combat the issues through resources like their shelter hotline and monitoring teams, they continue to stand by their goal to end the problem by 2025. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. Governor Walls is none too pleased that the IRS plans to tax Minnesotans' new rebate checks. Walls telling reporters today that decision is BS. And I spoke to the president's chief of staff yesterday when this became clear. Look, Minnesota's being treated unfairly in this. They picked an arbitrary date to end the, the emergency on May 11th. The legislature did not get finished and signed them over until the 26th. So we missed by 15 days. Every other state was afforded this. And they say, well, we've got to have a, a red line in the sand. The Minnesota Department of Revenue says the amount that rebate checks will be taxed will depend on the size of the check and the household's income. The state will be sending a form to all rebate recipients to use when they file their 2023 tax returns. Hundreds attended the Hibbing High School hockey game last night where they retired the jersey of Adam Johnson, who was killed when his neck was cut by a skate blade during a game in England in late October. Adam Johnson's brother dropped the ceremonial first puck at the game with his parents watching from the stands, longtime family friend Bob Betzel. I mean, the best way I describe him is he's just really one of the best humans I've ever met. Adam played hockey in Hibbing and at the University of Minnesota Duluth before going pro and playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
before going to Europe. But his life was much more than hockey. It's one of those kids that, uh, you know, really just had so much going for him. And, and I think that's a hard part, too, is, you know, I mean, hockey's a great sport, and it was great to him, obviously, but he was a heck of a lot more than a hockey player. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. One person is now charged after a deadly weekend shooting in Edina. The shooting happened Saturday night outside an Edina strip mall in the 3500 block of West 70th Street. A criminal complaint released today says 21-year-old Kayvon Madison of Minneapolis shot 23-year-old Darian Roberson of St. Paul five times during a dispute in the strip mall's parking lot. Roberson died at the scene. Madison is now charged with second-degree murder. He was taken into custody at the scene after witnesses to the shooting surrounded and restrained him. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, it's a big day for Twins fans. Twins tickets for all of their upcoming games and events go on sale. The Twins' Matt Hudson. You have Twins Fest, which is coming up in January, January 26th and 27th. We'll have Byron Buxton there, Carlos Correa, Royce Lewis, Pablo Lopez, Joan Duran, 40, uh, more than 40 players, alumni will be there. Uh, also, spring training tickets and all 81 regular season home game tickets all go on sale. And those tickets will be available at twins.com and by phone. Thanks for listening to 830 On The Go. You can find each day's On The Go and all of our podcasts at wccoradio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsey Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.